maybe neighboring is sound, sounds hard, and it is. Um, we, but neighboring is something we've been looking at this during this month, and we've been talking about like a good neighbor. What is it? What does that mean? Other than what you hear a commercial all the time, like a good neighbor, who is there? Who is there? It should be people that trust in God. Trust in God to show others Him. And so, as we, today we're going to be looking at eternal neighboring. Now, that sounds kind of hard. Like, what is eternal neighboring? Are we going to be neighboring forever? Well, we're going to be looking at that. What, is it, what does that look like to be eternal neighboring? And we're going to be in Romans 13 today. But as we've been looking at, you know, this question is like, how am I showing love to people that I see, that are on my path? You know, how are, how are we being a good neighbor to those who God has given me the opportunity to, to love? Um, and we've said over this month, it's hard to accidentally love our neighbors. So we need to be intentional about doing it, right? It, we don't just say, oh, I just accidentally kind of showed them love. No, but we, are, we need to be intentional in the way that we show our love to our neighbors. We've talked about also how to be prayerfully present, praying for that God would give us opportunities, that He would give us different moments where we could just have an opportunity to bless someone, have an opportunity to, to share His love. But as we encounter opportunities to neighbor, whether it's our, our next door neighbors or it's someone that we go to spend time with at work or at school or somebody we see at a regular basis or maybe just somebody we encounter along the road like the Good Samaritan who just had this encounter with someone. He just saw someone in need. But whatever the case is, how can we be prayerfully present as believers in Jesus? How can we be praying Jesus Give me what I need to show love. Not just love, but your love to these people, to this person in front of me that needs help. You know, we also talked about how, last week how we can be fearlessly loving our neighbors. How, how when we love our neighbors fearlessly, we step out of our comfort zone. And it's so easy to say, uh, I, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. Because I don't want, you know, I don't want people to know that I, I love Jesus. Or I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to talk about my faith to others. Well, the first step is just to take a step. It's just to get out of our comfort zones and say, I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to be in relationship. I'm going to choose to be around people who even may live or act or think differently than me. And we also looked at last week how Loving regardless of other people's opinions. And also seeing people in, in spite of what they're broken. In spite of all the problems in someone's life, we can see them. Like Jesus said to this, this uh, Pharisee, He said, Simon, do you see this woman? Yes, she's in front of you, but are you seeing her? And so that was kind of what we were looking at last week because this, this woman gave Jesus a blessing. And the, the Pharisee that was, was hosting this, this meal was really upset. But Jesus was asking, do you see her? Are you looking? Or are you just judging or condemning? 
And Jesus wants us to see people in their brokenness and show them love and let them love us and be in a relationship. And, and today we're going to be looking at Romans 13, and our, our main idea today is the reason believers love is to show eternal life in Jesus. The reason, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, the reason that we love, the reason that we show love, the reason that we do that, well, first of all, Jesus taught us that that's what we are to do. But, but the, in reality, the, what we do is we show Jesus. We show eternal life in Jesus. We, we show that it's not just that we just trust Jesus now, but it's for eternity. And that He makes our life different and better. So we're going to be looking at, at Romans 13, and I encourage you to open your Bibles or you can follow along on the screens here. In Romans 13, the, the first few verses are about submitting to our governing authorities. And, and Jesus, I'm sorry, Paul was one writing this, this letter to the Romans, and, and in this letter, near, near the middle of this, this uh, chapter, he's talking then about taxes, about, about everyone should be... Um, if you owe taxes, you pay them, and, and so forth. So he's talking about some, some things of, of the earth and, and go, governing. He says in verse 7, Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, then pay taxes. If you owe revenue, then, then revenue. If respect, then give respect. If it's honor, then give honor. And then in verse 8 he says this, Let no debt remain outstanding. So he's talking about these different debts, these different things that we need to give. And he says, let no debt remain outstanding except for one. This one, this one, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. So think about this. All these different ways that we are to give to each other. The ways that we are to honor, to respect. And, and Jesus wants us, through this writing in Paul, He wants us to have the only debt that we have is a debt of love. And, and this, this idea, whoever is loving, whoever is showing love to their neighbors, whoever is is showing this kind of love, Jesus' love, is fulfilling the law. And when, when the writing when, in the Bible when it talks about the law, it's, it's talking about all the different commands in the Old Testament. All the different things that, that people are trying to follow. It says in, in verse 9, The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there is, Maybe it can be summed up in this one command. And we heard this this morning already. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And in verse 10 it says, there does no, there, Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So this love is different. This love is the love of Jesus. This love... Is, is taking these commands, well, even what the, these people have heard their whole life about 
these Ten Commandments. Loving God. And doing all these things. Honoring their mother and father. And then they have this, this whole list of, of things that we should do or not do. And those things really are showing that we love each other. So, in, and here Paul lists commands in the Ten Commandments, number 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. And he, and he says these, that these are summed up. These are summed up to say, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this was found in Leviticus 19. Love your neighbor as yourself. But several times, Jesus mentions this in the New Testament, in the, in the Gospels. But then also there's a few other times, like here, and then in, in Galatians, and a few other times that, that love for our neighbors is what, is what we are supposed to do. Love your neighbors, not just in the way that we want to, but love, and you know, when we love our neighbors as ourselves, we think about how God is love. We think about how God loved us, how he demonstrated his love by, love by going to the cross and dying for us. And that kind of love is enormous. It's amazing, right? But Jesus says, love your neighbor like yourself. And how do we love ourselves? Well, we choose to take care of ourselves, don't we? If we want something, we have a choice. Are we going to do that or not? We have, you know, we choose whether or not we brush our teeth. Right? If we brush our teeth, that's a choice that's going to help us, right? Now, I'm not suggesting to go brush your neighbor's teeth. That would be a little strange. But in the same way, by brushing our teeth, or by taking care of ourselves, we are showing love to ourselves. Now, it seems kind of weird, but it's true. We, we have some things we, we do that we don't even think about that shows love to ourselves. Now, now Jesus is saying in Matthew and, and a few other places, he's saying that we are to love our neighbors like ourselves. We are to love ourselves and love our neighbors. Show love to our neighbors. Because love is selfless. We've heard that it's active. It is intentional. It is fearless. And the most important reason to love our neighbors is to show them the love of Jesus. So our first point today is as we neighbor, as we neighbor in, in light of eternity, thinking about all of eternity, and we are to, to show love to our neighbors, as we do this, let's love with Jesus' love. Not our own love, but let's love with the love that he's given us and that we can then give to others. You know, in, in Psalm 23, it talks about how our cup is, is, is always full. And, and this image of a cup being full, it's hard to, to give from an empty cup, isn't it? All right? Can, can we give when we are empty, when we're running on empty? The answer is yes, but it's hard, right? But when our cup is full, when Jesus is filling our cup, when we are going to the well, when we are, when we are embracing Jesus' love and spending time with Him and knowing Him, 
having that eternal life now. And we're, we have that full cup. And, and with that full cup, we can then give to others. We can love. We can show Jesus' love to others. Now, this, these verses mention about the, this, uh, this picture of debt. And, and we are to, to not have any debts continuing except for the continuing debt of love. Now, when we have, this, when we have a debt, when we have student loans or we, we're having a mortgage or whatever it is, I, I don't believe that, we're, that this is saying don't have mortgages, don't have student loans, things like that. But when we have those kinds of things, you have to be intentional to pay them off. You have to be intentional setting aside money. You have to, you have to plan for your month or your your year, your future, to do those things, to pay, to spend your resources. In a, in a similar way, we have to be ready, planning, be faithful at the way that we love, the, the way that we show love. And in that, in that way of, of having a, a debt of love, we show the love of Jesus keeping in mind, even in verse 10, how love does no wrong. Jesus didn't deserve to be harmed, but He willingly went to the cross. He willingly died in our place. And Jesus, His love that was displayed on the cross, we can then see, you know, Jesus didn't deserve to die. Jesus didn't deserve to be harmed. So many times we think, oh, come on, it's not fair. I hear that often in my house. It's not fair. You know what's really not fair? The one person in all of history did no wrong, but yet he took on our sins. We didn't deserve that. We should be saying, that's not fair. Jesus, why did you have to do that? Jesus, why were you harmed? But it's not fair. And so we, we can embrace that love that Jesus gave for us. We can embrace, we can be thankful. And I think what He wants us to do is then be grateful and show others His love. Now it's easy, or I, wanted, I wanted to write on this, this, through this point, as we neighbor in light of eternity, let's love like Jesus. Because that's easier to remember. Love like Jesus. But I don't want to just say, let's love like Jesus, trying to do it on our own. Let's love with Jesus' love. Because, and yes, that will look like loving like Jesus. But I think there's an important difference here. We want to love with the love that Jesus gives us. We accept it. We embrace it. We are thankful for the love. His love. And then, out of our gratitude, we are praising Jesus. We are thanking Him for His love. Then we are going to be a blessing. We're going to be intentional to others around us. So like a good neighbor, are you there? I still haven't said the. I, I told Ken Heiser I wasn't going to say, I'm not advertising any company. I didn't say it. <laughs> but... Our, but think about it. When, you, when, when something bad happens, I mean, why, why is there an advertisement about like a good neighbor? 
Because when something bad happens, they want to be known, this company wants to be known as being there. They want to be known as helpful. They want to be known as the friendly person. Can your neighbors, whether they're your next door neighbors or people that are just in your life, do they say that about you? Do they say that about me? Like a good neighbor, Luke Rosenberger is there. I don't know. Like a good neighbor, fill in the blank, your name. Are you there? Are you showing the love of Jesus by taking time to get to know people? By taking time to show love? And to ha- um, This week I, I heard Don Patterson, he's our um, regional pastor with Ivana Network, he was, I was on a call with him, and he said this phrase, this sentence, and I said, hey, can I quote you on that? He said, sure. He, uh, he said, when we are walking with Jesus, we will naturally influence people for Him. When we are walking with Jesus, we naturally, people are going to see, wow, something's different about these people. Something is different. And naturally, we're going to be influencing people for Jesus. So our first point today is in let's love with Jesus' love. Let, let's keep going from there in verse 11. So in Romans 13, verse 11 and 12, it says, and it kind of changes the tone here. And the, the subtitle says, the day is near. And it says in verse 11, and do this understanding the present time. So remember, to love... Remember, love, but here's the pre- this understanding of this time, this present time. So something is pressing. It says, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when, it, when we first believed. The light, I'm sorry, the, the night is nearly over and the day is almost here. So let's put aside the deeds of darkness and let's put on the armor of light. So here, it, so Paul is talking about how now, thinking about loving people, thinking about having this debt of love, and, and now we don't know how long we have. We don't know when the end is. And so we need to understand that there's this, our, the present that we are in can end any time. I mean, it was tragic this week that an 11th grader at Gibson died in a car accident. Very tragic. I mean, I hope we are all praying for him, his family, and his friends. We don't know when the end is coming. For each person, it's different. We don't know when Jesus is returning. It could be now. It could be soon. It could be in hundreds of years or thousands of years. We don't know. But we need to live like this present is temporary. And that's our second point today. Let's remember that our present is temporary. Let's live like as if we don't know how much time we have left. Let's live in a way that shows that we are urgent in having people know Jesus. Let's not waste our time, but let's keep our eyes on what is eternal. And what is eternal? 
Eternal are things that are God, of course. People are eternal. And also the Word of God. These things are eternal, so let's keep our eyes on what is eternal. And Jesus wants us to love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. Like Matt said earlier, like everything, with everything we are, to love God. And he says to love our neighbors like ourselves. Let's remember to be intentional with loving people. And not just like sometime, but we need to be intentional. We need to be fearless to love. And to have a love for his word. To study it. To understand it. Or try to understand it. To, to talk about it with other people. And as, as iron sharpens iron, be learning from each other, be, be studying His Word. And so let's remember that we are in a temporary state. I know it doesn't seem like it because, you know, sometimes people live to be in their hundreds. And that doesn't seem temporary. But even as David is saying now, he's almost 11, he's like, wow, this, year is, this school year is like flew by. I was like, David, you're getting older. <laughs> it flew by. Well, it starts going faster, and, I, and I'm, I'm feeling it too. It's starting to go faster. But it's, it's because this is not the end. I know there's some people that will say, when you die, it's just over. There's nothing else. Right? We've probably all heard that. There's, nothing, there's no afterlife. There's nothing happens. When you, when you die... You're, you're, you're dead. That's it. And the problem with that is the Bible. <laughs> because the Bible talks about, Jesus talks about how we're going to be spending eternity either with Him or eternity without Him. And it's our choice. Our choice whether we're going to be with Jesus for all of eternity or we're not. And so we need to live in a way that shows that this life is temporary. This life is just a fleeting moment. Now, for older people, that might seem easier to think about than younger, but this life is temporary, and we don't know when is our last breath. So let's live like like we don't have much time left. And so we keep our eyes on what is eternal. Let's keep our eyes on on God and loving people, showing people Jesus. Let's not waste time on getting excited about all the things that don't really matter. You can tell me that during football season. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the present because what is in the present is what it, it, it satisfies, right? It, it takes a lot longer to think about the long-term effects of things. You know, when there's a nice piece of cake or ice cream, there's cookies, I'm, I'll just use lots of sugar examples, but when there's all these things in front of us, I want to eat it all. And so do my kids. So do, I mean, a lot of people want to eat a lot of really good, yummy-tasting things. Especially, I've noticed, 
like the younger they are, the more like, oh, I got to eat it. I mean, there's this, this thing, this uh, experiment, you guys can look it up on YouTube, uh, how if you, uh, you, you take a toddler and you say, you see this marshmallow right here in front of you? You see it? You can have two marshmallows if you just wait till I come back and give you that second one. But if I get back and the marshmallow's gone or even a bite's gone of it, you don't get a second one. And they just, they, they, they film these kids and just like, they're this, this temptation they have. Do, do I go for the now, like get the marshmallow, it tastes good now, or do I wait? And I get two marshmallows. Mmm. So many kids are trying to wait. They're trying to get the second one. But often, they don't succeed. Because it's hard to think about the long term. It's hard to think about anything that's not right in front of us. And so that's why we need to remember that our present is temporary. Even though that's all we see around us is the present situation, the daily things that we're involved with. It's all temporary. In 2 Peter 3, 9 and 10, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promises. Some understand slowness. Because this is right after where, where Peter's talking about how time is so different to God. Like a, To God, a thousand years is like nothing. He says, God is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. God is patient. He wants us to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar and the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything will be laid bare. The reality is, this is present. This presence is temporary. It's not going to stay forever, even if we think it is. So let's keep our eyes on what is eternal. On loving God with His love and loving our neighbor like ourself with His love. Remembering that our present is temporary. Then, then back to Romans 13. In verses 13 and 14, finishes out this, this chapter by saying this. Paul says, Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not carousing, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality, or not debauchery, debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. So all these things, not like that. Don't do those things. Let's not behave like all those, those, those ways. And there's the other lists too. Don't, don't behave in those ways. He says in verse 14, rather clothe yourself Clothe yourselves with Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. So Paul is saying here, don't try to think about all the things that you want to do, the things that your flesh wants to do, all the things that are like, hey, I can get this one marshmallow now. No, he's, he's saying that we are to think about eternal things, to think about knowing not just how to gratify ourself, but how to walk with Jesus. In, in John 17, when Jesus was praying in the garden before He died, He prays 
he prayed to his Father saying, for you have granted him, Jesus, all authority over people and that he may give eternal life to all that those you've given him. And get this. He prays this to his heavenly Father. He prays, now this is eternal life. He gives a definition. Jesus says that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Eternal life, Jesus says, is knowing him. Knowing the Father and knowing the Son. Knowing. Not just knowing about the Father. Not just knowing about Jesus the Son. But to know and have a relationship with God. To know and experience God. This is eternal life. Because guess what? When we die, if we don't know Jesus then we're going to experience eternal death. But if we do know Jesus and are in relationship with Jesus, this eternal life will continue, except it's going to continue in a much better way, free of sin and brokenness and shame in this world, free of guilt, free of all the things that this world is, is dealing with. So eternal life is knowing Jesus. And that's our third point today, is let's show eternal life Let's show that eternal life is knowing Jesus. Having a relationship with Jesus. Being, and Paul here says in Romans 13 that we are to clothe ourselves in Jesus. Not to be doing all this other stuff, but to be wearing His clothes. This is kind of the imagery of, of, of baptism. Where, where someone in, in those days... They gave them new clothes to symbolize you are now in Jesus. You are no longer living in the, in the world or way of the world, but you are living for God. You are a new creation. And so, are we putting on the clothes of Jesus? Not sexual morality and getting drunk and being jealous and all these things that are mentioned here not gratifying whatever you want to do. Not taking the moment, hey, this is what I want, so I'm going to do it. But having self-control and saying, I want to do what Jesus wants me to do. And what Jesus wants us to do the most is to abide in Him and to know Him and to know His heart and to experience His love. And when we experience His love and when we know His love, that is contagious. And that's what it means to love our neighbors as ourselves. We love with the love that Jesus gives us and we pour it out to others. So let's walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, this is attractive. It draws people to Jesus. So as we neighbor in light of eternity, let's show eternal life is knowing Jesus Christ and knowing not just about Jesus, but knowing that Jesus is my Savior. He is my Lord. He is eternal life because I know Him. And let's not just do whatever we want to do. Not to gratify our sinful desires, but to gratify 
Jesus and His will. So what's the best way to show love to our neighbor? Now remember, I'm, we're not ta- I'm not saying neighbor is always like people on your street. I'm talking about neighbor, people you encounter. Right? Matt said Bella has neighbors in Alaska, right? They don't live no- near her. But she's encountered, she's worked with them, she knows them. She's got to know them. The best way to neighbor, the best way to show people Jesus is to show people eternal life in Jesus. And that's our main idea, is that the the reason believers love is to show eternal life in Jesus. The reason that people that love Jesus are to love others is to show eternal life in Jesus. And that's the most important thing we can do, is to love with His love, showing people who Jesus is. And that it's not just about right now, the here and now, it's about eternity. And we're going we're gonna to sing a song, or respond in a song in a few minutes. And it's called Hosanna. And in this song, there's, there's this part that I really like that goes right along with what we're talking about here. In the bridge it says, and the words are on the screen, Heal my heart and make it clean. This is a prayer. This is a great prayer. Heal my heart and make it clean. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Like when we're talking about things, did Jesus say, Jesus said, do you see her? Are we seeing people? Are we seeing the eternity, the eternal things? Open up my eyes to the things unseen. And we can pray, show me how to love like you have loved me. Show me, Jesus, how you love me and show me how I can love with your love to others. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Jesus, that's our, that's our prayer. Whatever is breaking your heart, break our heart so that we can respond in your love. Everything I am is for your kingdom's cause. Jesus, everything we are, if we believe in you, if we trust you with our life, if we love you, that we would be all about your kingdom, all about your mission, showing people your love. And as I walk from earth into eternity, because this earth is temporary. What we are present is temporary. I don't know what that is. Is that a fan? Okay. <laughs> it's my mic. Okay. Sorry about that. I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Trying to like some background effects or something, I don't know. But, but as we think and pray this, everything I am for your kingdom's cause, Lord, we can, everything we are is to know Jesus and about his kingdom, not about the earthly kingdoms. And as I walk from earth into eternity, as I walk knowing that this life is temporary, that this place that we are at is temporary, but we are to make the most of every opportunity and to show people Jesus. So let's love like Jesus and let's live in a way that shows people Jesus and let's lead people to the only one that can save, that is Jesus. Before I close, let's, I encourage you to, to turn over your bulletin, your uh, sermon notes. And today, instead of having 
Who is my neighbor in having this box? Who are the people that live closest to you? There's something else. Eternal neighboring. It says, fill in the names of of people that you can be praying for to find eternal life in Jesus. So there's, there's a box for people who live near you. There's people that are at your work or your school or whatever your kind of regular thing that you do. And people that you see regularly, maybe that's at clubs or outings, different organizations, and, and also friends and family. So I just want to take, take a minute or so and start filling out some people that you know, that you can see in your life that need Jesus. And I hope that we can be praying for these people to know Jesus and find eternal life in him alone. So take a moment. So Lord Jesus, we just pray over these people that were coming to our minds right now, whether they're people that live near us, whether they're people that are at our work or school or different places we go on a regular basis or family and friends. Lord, we just pray that we could show your love, that we would love with your love, that we would know that and remember that eternity is what's important, not, not what's on this earth as is temporary. We pray, Jesus, that we would be loving with your love and break in, in whatever... Whatever you want to break our heart, Lord, that you would break our heart and, and that we could walk in obedience to you. That we would understand that trusting you is what's important. Knowing you is eternal life, Jesus. And so I pray, Lord, as we, as we seek to be diligent, as we seek to be prayerful, as we seek to get to know people and be fearless and be intentional, that, God, we would have eternity on our minds and having an eternal perspective of trusting you. And the way that we love people is, is through, you, through you, Jesus. And so, Lord, we, just, we pray that we would be known wherever we live, wherever we are, we would be known for people that trust you. And that, and that that would be something that brings others to know you, Jesus. Not for my glory or, or others' glory, but, but for your glory alone, Jesus. So Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you during this, this song, uh, if you want to keep uh, filling out names or be praying for people, or uh, just be listening to this song about how we can praise our King, Jesus, and know that He's the only one that saves. And, the, and especially in, this, in the bridge part, break my heart for what breaks yours, and etc. That we would be praying and having this heart for Jesus.